Hello, I hope that you are doing well. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. Love is your medicine. And if you've listened to my first episode, you learned a little bit about me, um, my background. I've, I've had my challenges, but, you know, most of them have been self-inflicted. What do I mean by that? Um, you know, I didn't do things the right way. I had the wrong mindset, especially when I was younger. You know, when I was a like a teen growing up, especially teen uh, male teens, we tend to uh, think that we know everything, think that... Uh, you know, everyone trying to give us advice is silly advice. That doesn't apply to me. Yada, yada, yada. So, you know, I didn't listen to a lot of good advice that came from uh, my father or other well-meaning grown-ups. And I had to figure things out on my own. Does that mean I was, like, totally bad? No. Just meant sometimes I was hard-headed or... Um, you know, sometimes I can be stubborn. You can ask my wife now, Michelle. Uh, depending on what it is, yeah, I can be stubborn. So when I was younger, I was even more stubborn. Um, so I just had a lot of things that I didn't uh, plan out well. I didn't do well. And as I mentioned in episode one, um, I was married before. Got married when I was 23. Um, oh man, you know what? I'm just going to be totally honest and open in my podcast because, like I said, I just want to help as many as I can, even if it's just one person each episode. So I'm going to be open and transparent um, as much as I can. Um, so I got married when I was 23 to my first wife. Went against everything that my parents kind of uh, wanted me to do. Uh, they wanted me to take it slow. Really, really get to know this individual. And I was just, you know, I thought I was in love. The older I got, I realized I was probably in infatuation and there's a huge difference between being in love and being infatuated with someone when you know I had to learn that out over the years um but yeah we met in August of 1993 so I was just about to turn 23 so relatively young now that I look back on it. So yeah, we met in August of 1993. We were married in November of 1993. Fast. I know, you you know, you may be listening to that and you may have just cringed. Hey, told you I'm going to be open. So not I'm not gonna say that like our whole time together was bad 
uh, you know, we we were both young. She's four years older than I am, so she was a little older when we got married. Um, but yeah, I was 23. We had a son rather fast, uh, which again kind of got to my parents. You know, they the one thing they told me when they you know just really realized that we were going to get married. They were like, okay, just wait to have any children. Finish getting to know each other first. Now, I'm not going to say I was hard-headed about that, but our son, when I found out uh, she was pregnant, it was a surprise to both of us. I kind of had that look in a doctor's office like, how did this happen? So, I wasn't totally hard-headed, but was I responsible enough at that point? No, because we got married in November, found out she was pregnant in, I would say, I think like late January of 1994. So everything happened fast. That's typically how I am. If I set my mind to something, I don't procrastinate. Mama didn't raise no quitter. I'm just going to go for it. And so even with this, I did. Like I said, all times weren't bad, but we really didn't know each other. You know, you marriage is a huge step into take two different lives, two different upbringings, um, two different individuals with two sets of habits. And then to just mesh that together into a marriage. That's a lot. And so, yeah, we really didn't get to know each other. Then compound that with we had a child right away. So in October of 1994, our son was born. And, you know, most of the focus is on your child. Most of the focus is on making an income. Uh, So... You know, my my focus wasn't really on completely getting to know her yet. And so it caused some trouble uh, in our marriage. You may have heard the the intro song I had playing uh, by Usher. I love that song called Let It Burn about relationships ending. And so like by the time we had ended our relationship, that song was popular. And so even to this day, you know, I hear that song and it takes me back to a time in my life when I should have listened. I should have been more prepared. I should have, you know, a whole bunch of should have now that I can look back on it. And so <laughs> it wasn't the best separation. wasn't the best divorce. Uh, I was bitter, I was angry, I was resentful. And after the divorce, I kind of, I moved. Well, I wouldn't say I moved right away, but I was going back and forth um, between Atlanta and the Pacific Northwest. And when I would come visit, I had a lot of time to think, uh, to just do a lot of self-reflection. And so in line with the name and theme of my podcast, 
love is your medicine. I had a lot of time to think, uh, a lot of time to reflect, and I'm just sitting in the most evenings, sipping on some wine or some whiskey, and I'm just really reflecting. And the, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, a lot of issues and a lot of problems in our marriage were the result of myself and my actions, my thinking. And it, it took some time for me to come to that conclusion because, you know, you have the, the pride, the ego. Everyone has the, you know, the tendency to believe it's not my fault. It's the other person's fault. So, yeah, I had all those feelings. And the resentment between the two of us was real. Uh, we could barely talk on the phone without arguing, you know, would call to talk about our son and it would turn into an, an argument. Most of it about reflecting on things that happened in our marriage, things that went wrong. So of course, when, when those topics come up, my defensive wall will come up You know, I don't want to hear all that. Uh, you don't want to, be known as you failed at something or you don't want to have those feelings it messes with your your ego your thinking um just messes with who you are so yeah i would become defensive if she brought something up we start arguing then some time would go where we wouldn't talk so i'm up here really reflecting when i would visit um the state i live up here now in uh, the pacific northwest and I just kept thinking, I was like, you know, I really didn't pay my first wife or my son the amount of attention from me that they deserve. Now, some of it was work. You know, at one point I even worked two jobs uh, because I always tried to support my family. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and say that, you know, that was the only thing I did. I was young. You know, I played sports with my friends, my brother and all our friends. We played sports all weekend long, maybe even once or twice during the week. We even played sports. So football, basketball, we, you know, we're just out in that Georgia heat playing. And so a lot of times that's what I was doing. I was playing football or basketball with my friends. Sometimes I would go out with my friends. And, you know, as I reflected on that, I realized that was a huge problem. You know? And yeah, it was hard to admit that to myself. And then I would think about certain actions I took uh, because of different things that happened earlier on in my life. And like I said in episode one, I, I fight this defense mechanism that if I feel someone is trying to get over on me or they're trying to do something, I'm going to do something to them first. Sadly, that carried over into my marriage. And so I reflected about that, too. I would think about instances where I would react a certain way. 
<clears throat> excuse me, that was unwarranted. But that's what I did. Um, shameful. I wasn't brought up that way. I had, you know, a great example of my two parents. Things weren't always perfect, but my siblings and myself, we did see, you know, if they went through things that normal couples go through, that they would talk it out. They would work things out. Uh, It wouldn't get to a point where it was like belittling or degrading speech. We never saw that growing up. Never got to a point where it was physical. No, not... Neither of my parents, like, touched each other like that um, abusively at all. So, you know, the things that I did, it wasn't anything that I saw growing up, but it was just things put into my head at an early age, whether it was from people that were, quote unquote, supposed to be friends or a lot of my mentality and thinking came from uh, some of my relatives that affected me in a negative way. And so I've reflected on all this. And the more I would think about it, I was just like, you know, this was totally not all on her, my uh, first wife. I had a lot of, uh, oh, what's the word? I had a lot to own up to. I'll just put it like that. Uh, Things that I did that were wrong. Um, And so one day, (laughs) I I couldn't take it anymore. And I felt like if I wanted to move on, if I wanted to push forward, first I needed to forgive myself and love myself enough so that I just didn't keep harping on it because when you when you realize you've done something wrong and you keep on harping on it and you keep on uh, reflecting on it in a negative way that eats at you and you just go into this downward spiral so I decided to call her one day and of course you know she heard my voice and I could tell she was kind of defensive and I was like look I just want to call and talk. And the first thing I want to do is say, I'm sorry. And she rarely heard me apologize in our relationship. And so I could tell in her voice, she was like, uh, why? And I said, I just opened up to her and told her I've been thinking. And I just laid it out to her the reasons I must have been horrible to get along with the things that I did at different points of our marriage that must have made it horrible to be with me. I told her certain instances that I wasn't proud of where I was truly sorry. And when those things happen in our marriage, yeah, I, I told her I was sorry, but did I, was I, was it wholehearted? Um, did I really mean it or was I just trying to patch it up, put a bandaid on it? 
to kind of keep her quiet so we can move on. So this time, you know, it was a genuine apology. And I talked probably for like 10 or 15 minutes. And she was shocked. Because like I said, I rarely apologized while we were married. I had a lot of pride, arrogance, uh, certain things that I wouldn't do, I would never do. And yeah, it tore our marriage up. You know, these are things that I brought into our marriage, baggage of myself, of things that wasn't right, that I brought into that marriage. And you know, she shouldn't have been introduced to that. Was I ready to be married to someone? Not at all. I can look back on that now and, and confidently say not at all. I had no business getting married. Or even uh, trying to pursue dating or marriage at that point in my life. I had a lot of myself that I needed to fix. Didn't realize it at the time. Because of arrogance and pride, I felt nothing was wrong with me. I felt everything was wrong with everyone around me in the world. But nothing could possibly be wrong with me. So, yeah, I apologized to her. And it, it shocked her. I could tell she was surprised. But guess what? She began to apologize to me and doing the same thing just listing instances in our relationship where she could have uh, did things better or said things differently and it was a great conversation that we had because you know what I told her is we're not together anymore but I want to be cordial I want to be friends because we're co-parenting our son you know and it was deeper than that to me because like I said I had to acknowledge what I did wrong learn from it and then learn to move on to make adjustments to fix it so that I could love myself properly so I had to do that to just properly end it with her so that I could start my new life of rebuilding myself. And so I say all that to say this sometimes, and you m might see the cover pick that I, I used on this episode. Sometimes, and I would say most of the time, we have to look at ourselves. We have to take a honest, open, inward look at ourselves when we're having problems in our relationship or we're having problems uh, at our place of employment or we're having problems with um, a friendship or maybe a relative. And we have to take an open, honest look at ourselves and see, could we be the problem? Is it something that we're doing or saying 
that could bring out a reaction or bring out something vocally from the person we're dealing with. You know, we have to stop always pointing the finger or trying to find blame, but that's natural. That's an easy reaction for us. Uh, you know, being imperfect humans, that's easy for us. We want to find fault in anything and everything except ourselves because how could we be wrong? And so that's the thinking that we have to avoid, if, especially if we want to grow as a person. Um, because like I said, we're all imperfect. So we are always working on something to better ourselves. No one will ever know everything. We're always learning, uh, whether it's self-development or we're learning from someone else. We're always learning. And so having said that, uh, as, as we continue to learn and we better ourselves, we have to do that. We have to have that self-analysis often and be open and honest with yourself. We like everything that you see when you look at yourself all the time. Not at all. You know, and like I mentioned in episode one, there are things I continue to try to develop in myself certain qualities, and it takes a daily effort. And, you know, most days I'm doing good. Some days I have off days. And, you know, I have to sit and reflect and tell myself or ask myself, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? If there's something I need to make right with someone, I try to do that as quickly as possible. Because I'm at the age of my life where I don't want any um, strife or animosity or hard feelings with anyone. Um, you know, I just want to maintain uh, friendship and peace with as many as possible. Will I make mistakes? Yes. Will there be misunderstanding sometimes? Yes. But it takes us being open and honest with ourselves so that we can continue um, to work at being a better person. Because let's be honest, if we are a pleasure to be around, man, we're not going to keep good relationships, whether it's um, friends, family, co-workers, schoolmates. You know, we, we have to present ourselves in a way that makes us likable. So I challenge you to do this. If you, you know, feel you have problems connecting with people or uh, keeping good friendships or relationships going, I challenge you to do this. Take a step back. Be open and honest with yourself. And just really think. Is there any way that you could get better? Uh, do you say or do things that might offend other people? Even if you're 
uh, you know, trying to do it in a joking manner. You know, are you being offensive to people? Are you rude? Some people always say, you know, I, I keep it real 100% of the time. There's a difference between being rude and being honest with our friends and loved ones. You know, there's, we're all, you know, we're all adults here. I don't have to really break it down that much for you, but there are ways to talk to people in a correct manner. So, you know, if you don't like something someone is wearing or you don't like the way they look or they ask for your honest opinion, there's a point where you can be honest and open and frank. And then there's a line where you can cross where you're just being downright rude or mean. So, you know, that's an example of looking at yourself, taking a look at yourself. Am I a pleasant person to be around? And you have to do things like that, uh, especially if you're when you're trying to figure out um, friendships and relationships. If you're taking an honest and open look at yourself, think, would I want to be around myself if I was someone else? You know, sometimes we're going to like that answer that we get. Sometimes we're not going to like that answer because we, we realize we have a lot to work on. If you have a lot to work on, don't be embarrassed. Don't beat yourself down. Don't get all depressed. We're all uh, work in progress. We're all striving to be a better version of ourselves than yesterday. And that's how I always try to look at it. You know, you. It's easy to beat ourselves down. Easy to take the stance, oh, I'll never get it right. That's just how I am. Well, that, my friends, is a cop-out. You know, that that's when you're just saying, there's no fixing me, so I'll just be how I want to be. Nope. That's not how it works. I always try to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday. Even if I had a quote-unquote good day for myself the previous day, I'm going to try to do things even better. If I had a bad day or bad experiences or didn't particularly make the best decisions, didn't say the best things, I just look at it as today is a new day and I'm going to work at being better than I was yesterday. Just take it one day at a time. No one has to be this totally awesome person overnight. It takes time. So that's what I challenge you to do. When you take a hard look at yourself, don't be shocked at what you may find because take it from me it, you know sometimes it's not pretty what you're going to look at when you're looking at that figurative mirror so don't be too shocked or surprised 
Learn from your mistakes. Learn from things you do wrong. Take those bad experiences and reverse them. Turn it around. We all have the power to do things differently. The biggest obstacle, more often than not, lies between our ears. That's what holds us back, our mind. We get into our own head. So don't get caught up in that. That's how I was. Um, And, you know, looking back, I can say now, it most definitely um, put my first marriage in a severe hardship. I did not do things correctly. I did not um, act the best. I didn't say the best uh, to my wife or son. Things which I, by the way, have made amends for. You know, it took a lot of, it was a long, uh, long road to show them that I was a different person and it takes time. So, you know, I can say now we're all all cordial. Um, You know, our son, he actually came up to live with us, uh, with myself and uh, my wife now and our children. So, yeah, one time we had four uh, young ones at a minivan. I was thought I was cool when I left Atlanta and I come up here to Washington and I'm pushing a minivan, driving kids around the school. So, yeah, he he got to see firsthand that I was a different person. He would even uh, say things to uh, his brothers is like, man, Dad is like a new person. And, you know, it would make me laugh uh, listening to them talk, but it it also made me happy because at least he could see that I was trying. He knew the person I was firsthand when I had a lot to work on. And to hear him tell his siblings that, that I was like a new person, I knew I was going in the right direction. You know, and especially for us men, um, don't let pride get in the way of uh, your relationships. Men, don't be afraid to admit when you're wrong. Nothing wrong with admitting when you're wrong. Nothing wrong with apologizing. You'll feel better and those around you will feel better. And more importantly, you're setting a great example, especially if you have children. They'll learn quick that people make mistakes. People can admit mistakes. People can apologize. People can change their actions. And people can move on. You know, so if anything, men, uh, do it to set an example for your kids. Do that to... Uh, show your wife or your significant other the type of person you are, the type of person you can be. Because trust me, when things get hard and uh, challenges come up, 
your mate will remember you. Uh, even if you make mistakes, when you make mistakes, your mate will think about the times and the, the past when you were humble enough to say you were wrong. You were humble enough to apologize. Uh, you're seeing where where does this all start? It started with in ourselves. Hence the name of my podcast. Love is your medicine. You know, some things we have to go to a doctor for. Uh, we need prescriptions or we need ongoing uh, medicine. You know, some things we need that for. But a lot of things uh, we have to turn inward. And it starts with loving ourselves, respecting ourselves. Because if we don't love or respect ourselves properly, how in the world can we expect others around us to love and respect us as well? So I hope that this um, episode has been some value, been of some value for you. Um, yeah, as I continue with my podcast, I'll just keep on reflecting on things in my past uh, and I'll talk about the past and where I'm at now, how I came to now. Uh, yeah, I hope as many as possible find value in this. Uh, I look forward to the time when I'll interview different friends and family and uh, bring more insight or uh, different viewpoints. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that sometimes too. You won't just hear me uh, talking and rambling, but you'll hear uh, hear me interview other people uh, that I care about. Get some insight from them as well. So I hope you find good value in this. If you have any questions or you want to reach out to me, feel free to email me. It is Mitch, M-I-T-C-H, Mitch at themitchwright.com. So send me an email. I would love to hear feedback from you to see what you like about the podcast. If you have any questions or getting to know you, telling me your experience, I'd enjoy that. So yeah, feel free to email me, Mitch at themitchwright.com. Until next time, think about what I said. Love is your medicine. Love and respect yourself and others will do the same. Have a great day. Go and do great things.